Well, hello. Welcome. I have not recorded an episode in, I feel like, almost a month, which is absolutely ridiculous. I definitely could have recorded, within that time, more episodes. I don't know why I didn't. I really don't like that I am not very consistent with this podcast because I do find it very fun. I find it entertaining. I think it's a fun hobby. So I re- maybe that should be one of my New Year's resolutions. Maybe it should be like I literally have to record an episode every week. And I feel like if I did that for a while, I would get in the habit of it, just like you do with other things. So I should probably make that one of my resolutions. But I've always said with New Year's resolutions, you don't have to wait until a new year to start doing something that you want to do or to change something that you want to change. So I'll go ahead and try and implement that resolution into my life just so that I can actually keep up with this because it really is a simple thing that I should be able to keep up with. Anyways, I hope you're doing very well. I hope you've been having a great November, beginning of December. Um, Yeah, I have a topic for today's episode that I've wanted to talk about before, but I didn't actually sit down and write anything for it until now. I feel like it's one of those things that I do need to have notes on and I can't really just ramble about it. I will probably end up rambling like I normally do. Also, I think it was the last episode that I posted. The amount of times that I said okay was awful. Horrendous. I, the word okay is almost like my um. Like a lot of people when they're talking or presenting or whatever, they say um a lot. I say okay a lot. I need to stop doing that. That's another resolution that I should try and work into my schedule a little bit. But yeah, today's episode is something I wanted to talk about, something where it interests me that this happens to a good amount of people. It's something that I have dealt with, I feel like, since I kind of started my business, since I graduated from college and started to do my own thing, and that is imposter syndrome. So, imposter syndrome, if you don't know, I looked up the definition so that we can start off on, you know, a really solid basis for this entire episode. But imposter syndrome involves feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence that persist despite your education, experience, and accomplishments. To counter these feelings, you might end up working harder and holding yourself to even higher standards. So, like I said, This is something that I feel like I have been experiencing since I started my baking business. And I have my notes in front of me, so I'm going to go into more detail on why I feel like I have been experiencing imposter syndrome. I guess imposter syndrome is something that you have. So why I think I have imposter syndrome, what I think it means, how I think I can kind of get past it and get over it. And just my experience with the whole beginning process of starting my business because I haven't been doing it for very long. I graduated college in May of 2021. So it's still 2022. So clearly I have not been doing this for very long. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to talk about imposter syndrome as a whole 
and what I think can kind of lead to it in a sense and why I think I have it. So yeah, let's get into it. So one of the first reasons why I think I have some small level of imposter syndrome, I'm sure that there are people that have it to like such a high extent to where it's actually very, very bad for them and bad for their mental health and everything. I think I have it like a little bit. So one of the things that I feel like led to me having some of these aspects of imposter syndrome is the fact that whenever I tell people what I do or like if I meet someone new that may be a potential client, if I'm meeting them at one of those wedding expos or a situation like that, I rarely get asked about actual business questions. Instead, those people typically immediately point out how young I look and then I can tell that that automatically puts me at the bottom of the pyramid because to them, if I am young, that doesn't mean that I can't own a business, but that means that I can't have as much experience under my belt, so why would they pay more for my services? And when people do find out what I do, like either, you know, asking me what I do, casual conversation, like I said, meeting potential clients at different like wedding shows for wedding cakes and all of that. They do this thing with their voice sometimes and their facial expressions where it's like their whole demeanor changes and it's like, oh, good for you, honey. Like, that's so cool. This is amazing. Wow. And it's like, it's as if they're talking to a little kid, but I can tell that in their head, they might be looking at it like, ooh, the jackpot, like we've hit the jackpot. We can order our wedding cake and a dessert table from this girl because she's probably going to be like half the price of everyone else because she's so young, doesn't really know what she's doing, like all of that, which I have this on my notes later, but I will go ahead and get into it. If you are brand new to whatever market your business is in and you haven't been doing it for a while and your work does kind of show for that, then yeah, you're going to price your stuff lower. You might not offer as much as your competitors in the market, but that's normal to do like at the very beginning. I did that at the at like the very, very beginning and I was pricing my stuff so low. Like I had other vendors telling me like you need to raise your prices. Like this is very, very low. Obviously customers, they were like, oh, this is amazing. I love your prices. But all of the vendors my family, they were like, no, like, you need to raise your prices. But when you first get into it, you don't think you're worth that because you don't have much experience. But if your stuff looks good, like, if it's very clear from your portfolio or from just, like, example photos that you have, if it's clear that you know what you're doing and that your stuff looks good, then I feel like you should be able to charge what it's worth. I'm going to get into that a little bit more. But another thing that like kind of going off of the fact that I rarely get asked actual business questions when I tell people what I do and, you know, their normal response is like, oh, good for you, honey. Wow. Like, oh, let me like pat you on the back. So good. Wow. Good for you. Another thing that people say, this is the, when I tell you this is the number one question that people ask me 
that has actually started to piss me off. Not because I'm like offended by it, but it's just a weird, like, it's just a weird question. You don't ask a stranger this, you know, if it's a very close family friend, then I guess, you know, just brush it off. But like strangers at, at the wedding expos that I do at the open houses, all of that stuff, these strangers will say to me once like I'm standing at my booth with the desserts, with my display cakes, and I'm clearly the baker, the cake decorator, they go, oh my God, how are you not fat? And it, it seriously is so annoying to stand there like with the work that you have put a lot of time and effort into. Okay, you've got pretty display cakes, you worked hard on your booth, you've got a full portfolio with, you know, wedding examples, all of that stuff. You've got delicious samples for everyone. You're dressed nice, you're put together, you've got a smile on your face, and like the only thing people want to know is how are you not fat? It's like, are you joking me? First of all, and I'm I really want to start giving people like snarky comments back. Like I, I really just want to start saying things like, oh, it's cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. I, d- I do cocaine um, about five days a week and it, it just keeps that off. Yeah. It keeps the fat off of me. Because if I did that, then I know that they would, you know, walk away and they'd be like, oh my God. Oh my God. Or I could say, well, you know, typically when I make someone's wedding cake, I don't take a slice out of the entire cake before I deliver it to the couple, okay? You can only eat so many cake scraps and take so many, like, spoonfuls of buttercream. Like, you need to use that stuff for the order. Like, sure, if you need to level off your cake layers so that they stack really well and you've got, you know, a nice structurally sound cake you're gonna have to cut some cake tops off and you might have a little plate of extra cake but once you've made the same recipe 10,000 times you know what it tastes like you don't really need to test it to make sure it's good to make sure you know you don't need to redo it because typically you can tell by the color the texture the way the cake is rising You can usually tell that it turned out good. You don't have to eat all of the cake every single time that you make it. Of course, you can take little samples because who doesn't want a little sample? But guess what? One bite of cake a day, that's not going to do anything to you. It's not. It's just going to make you happy. So if you ever talk to a baker and they look like a healthy individual Don't ask them why they aren't fat, because if someone asks me that again, I will tell them it's because of cocaine. I will. I, you know, just, just a little side note here. I I don't, I don't do cocaine. I don't do drugs. I don't, but I think it's a good answer. I think that is a good answer. And so that's what I'm going to start doing. And also, let me just point this out. There are plenty of people in my life that truly do care about what I'm doing. They are always interested in talking about it with me. They always have questions. They're really involved. 
amazing people. Believe me, I have plenty amazing people in my life. But when it comes to strangers or potential new clients, like I've been talking about at wedding shows and open houses and all of that, it's really a 50-50 shot on whether that person is actually going to treat me like an adult and if they're actually going to treat me like a business professional. And I feel like 50-50 is not amazing. I feel like it should be a little bit better than that. So those are the situations that I'm talking about right now. Not my family and friends. Not the people that are really in my life and are actually interested in what I'm doing and everything. I'm talking about the strangers and people that don't know me very well and all of that. So I just wanted to put that out there. Believe me, I am so, so grateful for what I do have and for all of the people that support me and are interested in what I'm doing and all of that. Just wanted to put that in there. Just wanted to let you know. But yeah, I feel like one of the reasons why I feel like I do have imposter syndrome is because from the very beginning, no one really cared about the actual business side of what I'm doing or what I'm trying to get started. They just either ask me, you know, about my weight or they just comment on the fact that I'm young and, oh, that's so good for you, honey. Like, I know I keep saying that, but it really sounds condescending when they say it as if, you know, a 23-year-old, like I'm 23, and I can absolutely own a business. I can absolutely get a small business started and all of that. Like, plenty of people do that. I'm sure it is more common in my generation than it was with my parents, with my grandparents and all of that. So I do understand why people comment on it, especially if it's, you know, like an engaged couple at a wedding show and they're there with their parents and their parents comment on it. I completely understand it, but it's just one of those things that from the very, very beginning of getting my business started, when that is all anyone cares to ask or cares to talk about, it starts to make you think like, oh, maybe my business isn't worth any other questions. Maybe I'm not worth talking to about business. Maybe I don't look like a young professional or a business person. Like, And then once it keeps happening over and over again, you start to think about it. Like you start to think about yourself that way. You start to think whatever they're saying is true or, you know, the fact that they're surprised is reasonable and all of that. So that's where I think it all started. And then from there, I started to feel like any success that I experienced was just pure luck. So whether I started to gain a following on social media or if I started to get a good amount of orders for wedding cakes and dessert tables and all of that. I started to think like, oh, I'm really lucky. Like, this is all luck. But I honestly don't think it is luck when I sit down and look at everything that I've been doing because I work really hard on my content, like the photography, the filming, the editing, everything that goes into the social media side of things, everything that goes into my blog and my websites, and then curating and creating new recipes, and then the customer service side of my business, I feel like I am doing a good job with those things. And 
I feel like when you are working very hard towards something and then you finally start to hit different milestones and you start to see growth and, you know, you're getting better and better at what you're doing, you're learning new things, I feel like a lot of people can look at that as they just got lucky. And this isn't anything that's like only something that I've experienced. Like I am not playing a victim here. This is, I think, something that every single person experiences, whether or not you have a small business or whatever you're doing. I think a lot of people can feel this way, where if something good happens to them, it's kind of strange. They think, oh, maybe I don't deserve it. Maybe I need to keep working harder because this time it was just luck and I got lucky and it's not going to happen that way moving forward. So I just need to work even harder, which yes, pushing yourself to work harder is a good thing because, you know, if you hit one milestone and then you stop, you're obviously not going to be growing from there. So just because you hit milestones, that doesn't mean you need to just like level out what you're doing and stop working. Like, please don't do that. Like, definitely, definitely continue to try and learn new things and grow and continue to work and all of that. But you need to pat yourself on the back sometimes because it's very important that you reward yourself at least, you know, like if you just give yourself like verbal rewards, like, oh, I did a great job on that. I'm very proud of myself. Like, good job. It's a lot better than thinking that anything that good happens to you or to your business was just luck. Because hard work really does pay off and it is because you worked hard and it's because you're good at what you do and you love what you do and, you know, you did it for yourself. And I think it's very important to know that when you do reach those milestones, you need to pat yourself on the back. You need to congratulate yourself. Again, keep moving forward. Keep working. All of that. Don't just stop because if you do want to grow, you're going to have to keep working. But it's not just luck. And if someone comes up to you and says, oh, man, she got so lucky. She's so lucky. I wish I could do that. It's like, no, it's not luck. You're working your butt off to do it. And you deserve some reward. Not like I said, like a verbal reward, like you deserve to treat yourself and be nice to yourself and understand that it's hard work that's paying off. It's not luck that's paying off. It's your hard work and that's what matters. And something else that I feel like is more common with our generation, definitely, um, when you compare it to our parents and grandparents and literally any other generation before us, a lot of people that are in, you know, their young 20s, some of them might be considered content creators where their job is literally online. It's on social media. They get paid to post whatever and do ads with different companies and wear different clothes, make whatever products, and they get paid to post about it on social media. And with jobs like that, a lot of people probably don't think that there's much work that goes into it at all, which is very understandable because I think from the outside, obviously, people that are considered content creators, they like to post, you know, the best of the best, the pretty side of everything. 
they don't really show any of the work that goes into it. Now, there are obviously much harder jobs than something like a content creator. Like, there are <laughs> probably like 98% of all of the other careers in the world are more difficult and require probably more work than people that are content creators, right? However, there is still work that goes into it and it can honestly take such a big mental toll on you to get that kind of job started and to keep up with it. And, you know, if you get hate comments or things like that, people being mean online, people you've never met, like pointing out different flaws that they see in you, that can take such a mental toll on you. And when you combine things like that with people not really taking your business seriously, people not really caring to ask you any questions about your business, like no one really wants to have a conversation with you about it. When you combine all of that, it can get very tiring. Like it honestly can. So I do not see myself as a content creator. Um, I There are people that, you know, get paid a ton to do, like, different clothing, try-on hauls and all of that. I do not do that. My, I feel like my content is more of, like, my portfolio because if I want to get, you know, different orders and all of that, I'll usually send people to my Instagram where they can see all of my work and things like that. Is my goal to be a content creator? Yes, it is. That is a dream job. To be able to create what you want to create, do what you want to do from the comfort of your own home. You can do it when you're traveling. You can do it when you're just out of town visiting friends, whatever you're doing. If you're a content creator, I feel like that is such a dream job in today's day and age. And so, yes, that is the direction that I would like to take my business. But as I'm working towards that, because I don't see myself currently as a content creator, As I'm working towards that, I will continue to make wedding cakes and do different custom cake and dessert orders and things like that because I also love doing that. But someday I hope to be solely a content creator in relation to food content, desserts, decorating cakes, all of that. So still the same thing that I'm doing, but just not having a customer base, you know, not having to do the whole customer service realm of the business, being able to do what I want to do, post it, and have that be my full-time job, like cake decorating classes online and all of that stuff. It just sounds so amazing. Like, tell me that doesn't sound like a dream job. So yes, I do want to be a content creator at some point in the future. But in order to get that started, you have to start from zero from square one and to start with no following with no real idea what you're doing but to continue to create content and constantly post whether that's photos reels on your stories and then you're doing that on like five different social media platforms and you're consistent with everything and your videos are good quality and you feel like your products look good or whatever you're talking about is, you know, entertaining, whatever it is you're doing. To start from square one and to continue posting and 
to be consistent with it on literally a daily basis. Okay, some people post every single day. I used to do that. I started posting just a couple times a week now. It's a lot easier. It makes more sense with the different things that I have going on with my business. And it's actually proven to be something that I think my followers like more than me spamming their entire feed and having a caterpillar story. If you don't know what a caterpillar story is, it's when you click on someone, say you're on Instagram, and you click on someone's story and the lines at the top are like tiny little dots because they've posted a million times on their story and it's just annoying to click through. I don't do that because it is annoying and I think you can lose followers from that. So I don't do that. But at the beginning, I was posting all the time. I felt like my content was decent. Looking back on it now, it's 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 really cringy. It's not kind of cringy. It's really cringy. But I thought it was good at the time. Posting every day. I did that for a year. Okay, I did it. Ah, oh, I just said okay again. How many times have I said it? I think it's better than last time, but still, my apologies. But I was doing that for a year and I was getting nowhere. I think this time last year I had like 500 followers. No. Oh my gosh. I think I had like 400 something because I remember last, well, this past January. So January 2022 was my first big wedding expo. Before that, I had gone to one open house at a venue where I set up a booth with some samples. I There were not many people there. It turned out to be okay. It turned out to be a good situation, but the January Wedding Expo of 2022 was my first big, like, involvement activity within the wedding industry. That was when I was first, like, really getting into it. And I remember going into that weekend, my goal was, I think, to reach... 500 followers, I think, after like meeting people at the show and having them, you know, follow me on Instagram with my username that was on my business card and everything. I think my goal this past January was to reach 500 followers. And after the show, I did not reach that goal. I was like 15 followers short or something. And I was like, oh man, like that's okay. I I still, you know, gained a good following. I have more people following me. Like I'm I'm happy with this. I'm proud of myself. And it was a great weekend. I mean, it was so fun. My parents went with me. They helped me hand out samples and answer questions. The show was packed. It was my first experience like really talking face to face with potential clients and like really trying to sell myself which is not an easy thing to do. And it turned out to be very, very good. And I was very happy with it. And I am doing that show again on January 7th. Yes, it's January 7th. And I'm very excited. But when I look back at that time, like in my life and starting my business, I always thought, Like, oh, like, should I be working harder? Is my content good enough? Am I doing something wrong? And it really takes a mental toll on you when you are working day and night, 24-7, 
always thinking about your business, always thinking about what more you can do and you're not gaining any traction. So when you do start to get a larger following, it's it's a reward. Like it honestly is a reward because you feel like your work is finally paying off. It makes you feel very happy. It gives you such a boost of energy and then it makes you want to work even harder because if it's paying off now, it can pay off even more in the future. But in order to get to that future point, you need to continue working, which, like I have said, is a very good thing to continue pushing yourself because if you do have milestones that you want to reach and if you do have goals for yourself and for your business that you want to eventually get to, whether that's in a couple months, a year, two years, whatever the case is, yes, you can get burnt out very fast. You need to give yourself breaks from time to time. Book a little weekend getaway. It can, you can have a staycation, okay? If you don't have the money or the means to go out traveling, perfectly reasonable. I understand that. You can have a staycation. Give yourself a little break if you're able to. Try and relax because you can't relax the entire time after you do hit certain goals and reach certain milestones. You can't just stop and say, okay, that's it. Bye. Like, I did what I wanted to do. Like, you know, because if you do that, then you're going to lose whatever goal you just hit. Like, if say, say your goal is to have X amount of followers or whatever, and you get to that number and then you're like, oh, okay, I reached that number. I can stop posting now. I can stop, you know, always creating content and I can stop, you know, answering people's comments and everything. If you stop, you're going to lose those followers and you're going to go back to square one and you're not going to be happy with yourself. So it is always good to ask yourself, you know, is there something else I should be doing? Uh, you know, is there anything that I can do to make my business even better to take it to the next level? I always like doing that. It is very important. Do give yourself breaks. Do take it easy on yourself from time to time. It's important because if you get burnt out, then the same thing's going to happen. You're going to go back to square one. You're going to be unhappy. It's not going to be fun. But just understand that even with those small businesses and the people that are content creators and all of that, there is still work that goes into it, okay? It's not just, you know, the absolute easiest thing in the world, is it? A lot easier than, like I said, like 98% of the jobs out there. Yes, I will acknowledge that. I completely understand it. That's why it's a dream job, right? That's why it's a dream job. But it can take a mental toll on you. And then combining that with the comments that people might make, it's just... It can get to be a lot. So I just, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. Now, I wanted to go back to a point that I briefly talked about earlier where, you know, the whole situation comes into play where if I'm young, why would people pay more for my products and services if it means that I don't have a lot of experience under my belt because of my age? And here's the honest truth. If your product is good and if you are offering great customer service, then I feel like experience shouldn't matter as much. Because, of course, you know, experience is always going to matter in the sense that you'll have examples to use, like a portfolio, and you'll have 
different experience with different types of customers. Like you'll know who to watch out for, different red flags, all of that. But I don't think that has anything to do with how your product looks or how you're treating customers. Okay, because for example, if you are selling wedding cakes and desserts like I do, you could have products that look and taste better than someone that's been in the industry like 10 years longer than you. And that's not bragging or being full of yourself or anything if you do think that. It's just how the business works and it is what it is because especially in the wedding industry, people are focused on looks. People want things to look pretty. They want them to be aesthetically pleasing. They want them to match their dream Pinterest boards, all of that. So looks really do matter in the wedding industry when it comes to whatever product or service you are trying to sell people. And I honestly don't think that just because someone has been in the business for X amount of years means that they're better than someone else. Because if you have a good product and you might know exactly what you're doing from the get-go, are there a lot of things that you are going to learn throughout experience? 110%. There are so many things that I still need to learn, so many things that I know I am not that good at, and that's why I don't offer them to people. Like I, well, something that I don't like is fondant. I do not offer fondant cakes. It definitely does not taste nice. That's just not something that I offer, but I am good at buttercream and frostings and all of that. So that's why I offer that and I know what I'm doing and I know how to use it and I know how to make it taste good and look pretty. And so I feel like just because I haven't been in the business for that long, that doesn't mean I shouldn't be getting paid for what it's worth for the, you know, the skill that it takes to do whatever it is I'm doing. And I think that that goes for everyone's business. You know, if you're a photographer and your photos are absolutely stunning and it matches someone's aesthetic perfectly, you should be able to charge for what you're worth and for what your work is worth, okay? I There I go again. Ugh, disgusting. But I really don't think experience should matter that much. And I think when it comes to people pointing out like, oh, you haven't been in the business that long, like there's no way you can know what you're doing if you're, you know, 23 years old. I don't, I just don't like when people say that because I don't think that's true. And I think that is definitely something that plays into probably a lot of young business owners having imposter syndrome because I would assume that there are at least a handful of people in all of those business owners' lives that have told them or that have commented on their age and how they're young and like all of that. And I feel like it really does kind of eat at your brain a little bit. It starts to make you think like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be charging more Even though my product looks great, even though what I'm offering people is, you know, exactly what they want, but I am young, so maybe I need to start off lower. Like I said before, if you are brand new to whatever industry you're going into and you don't actually know what you're doing, then yes, 
you will probably price things lower and that's just how everything gets started in the beginning. Like, I feel like that's inevitable. But you don't have to have like 10 plus years of experience to know what you're doing and to be able to get paid for what you're worth. Like, you shouldn't have to explain yourself after a certain extent to receive what you're actually worth. I don't know if that made any sense. I hope it did because that is one of my pet peeves when you're not getting paid for what the work is worth. It just, it can really eat at you, you know? And something else that I feel like I should remind myself from time to time and that I think everyone should be aware of is that you do work hard for what you're building. And even though you still have a lot of growth to do and a lot of different milestones to reach because I feel like most people in business will always have ways to grow or things that they want to do, ways that they want to build their business. But just because you have more that you want to do and more that you want to learn, that doesn't mean that you don't deserve the success that you are currently receiving. Even if it's the tiniest, tiniest bit of success, you should be able to pat yourself on the back and say, you know, I'm clearly taking steps forward. You know, as long as you're not going backwards, then that's a good thing. And you should be able to say, you know, I'm doing a good job just because some people don't view me as like a business professional or something like that. That doesn't mean you don't deserve the success that you currently have. And I have, this is going to sound like I'm bragging. I swear I'm not. I'm just venting about imposter syndrome as a whole and what I think people do experience. But it's like I, I have a business degree. Like I went to college and I studied business entrepreneurship. And I still have people saying like, oh, wow, that's so good for you. You're so young. Wow. And like I said before, they talk to me like I'm a toddler and they clearly don't see me as a business person, which after hearing it so much, you don't really see yourself as a business professional, even though you probably should. And that word like business professional or those words, that's those are two words, obviously. But those words start to sound kind of fancy. And you're like, ooh, like, I don't know if I fall into that category. Like, no one, no one treats me like that. Like, that's crazy. And something else that someone has actually said to me. I was at a wedding show. Um, that first, when I told you that first open house that I did. And someone was at my booth trying my samples. And she said to me, she asked, what did you study in college? And I said, business entrepreneurship. And she said something like, oh, and now you're baking. (laughs) Yeah, most people don't use their degrees anyways. And I was like, what? I, I am. Like, I didn't go into debt for nothing. Are you kidding me? And I mean, just, it's just an example of how, like, from the very beginning, you're just not you start to think that like oh you're you're not actually like a part of this business you're not actually a professional like you don't know what you're doing and you just start to actually believe that about yourself which i mean like i said if you are like brand brand spanking new at what you're doing you're probably not going to be treated the same as 
experts in that field, which makes perfect sense. I know it might hurt your feelings, but, you know, that part of it makes complete sense. But after a while, you should pat yourself on the back if you have reached milestones, if you have grown, if you have learned new things. Pat yourself on the back because it's important. But yeah, I feel like all in all, it's really easy to look down on yourself with whatever you're doing. You don't have to start a business to look down on yourself. <laughs> like, I feel like anyone that is in any type of field, whatever you're doing, even if you aren't working yet and you're still in school and maybe you're not doing as well as the other students, but you're literally studying day and night, seven days a week, like you're doing the best you can. Maybe you're not the best scholar, okay? I know I wasn't. I graduated. I got my degree. I was proud of that. I didn't have medals or anything, but I still got it. I was still proud of myself in the end, and I feel like if you are working very, very hard towards your goals, and if you really are putting in all of your effort to do so, then you should be proud of yourself instead of feeling like you don't deserve the success. And another thing I wanted to point out really quick, if you have been working on a business for a while and it truly is not going anywhere, there is a time where you're going to need to sit yourself down and ask, you know, like, literally, what am I doing wrong? Clearly, there's something going on. Maybe I need to make a change. Maybe I need to try something new. Like, yes, I am not saying that, oh, just because you are working towards something means that it's going to happen or that you should reward yourself no matter what. Like, yes, be nice to yourself. Be friendly to yourself. That's always important. But still, yes, hold yourself to certain high standards. Make sure you're doing everything you should be doing. Put work and time into what you really care about. And honestly, if you love it, if you're growing, if you're learning new things, it's probably going to work out. Um, like I said, the first year of my business when I was constantly posting and working and trying to get my business started, I was going nowhere. I was getting like no traction on my social media. I had very few orders for cakes and all of that. And it felt so defeating because I truly love what I do. And I loved what I was doing when I first started. And I felt that I was good at it. And I was working really hard towards it. And it finally, finally did pay off. So just because it doesn't pay off in one week or one month doesn't mean it's not going to. But I think, what is it? I think it takes on average like two years to either break even or make a profit when you first start a business. I don't know, but it does it does take a while to see your growth and to see your improvement. But on the way there, it's important to understand that you're doing your best. You are really trying. And when people make those snarky little comments, try to not let it get to you. I know it's easier said than done, but, you know, if you start listening to them constantly and you start to believe it for yourself, it might lead to imposter syndrome, which is not fun. And I do think that those feelings of imposter syndrome, for me, 
will go away as I develop my business a little bit more, as I get more comfortable with it. But it's definitely not fun. So just if you're thinking about starting a business or starting anything new or even if it's a hobby, just just do what you want to do. Keep working towards it. Work hard. Do the, do the right things. Take the right steps. And that, that sounds kind of intimidating. Like, oh, do everything correctly. If you mess up one time, you're done. That's not the case, obviously. But I, I am, see, I told you I was going to ramble again. I am rambling again. But just, okay, just to end it. Take it easy on yourself from time to time. Work hard for what you care about. Work hard for what you want to do. It will pay off, okay? It really will pay off. And just enjoy it. Just have fun. You only live once. Enjoy what you do. Have fun with it. And yeah, hopefully those comments that people make don't get to you too much. I really hope so. But that's pretty much all I have to say regarding the topic of imposter syndrome. So now that I finally have talked about that, since I've kind of wanted to get that off my chest for a while, and I wrote my notes about it, and I talked about it, and we're all good with it now, I am going to start thinking about what my next episode will be. Because like I said, I love recording these episodes. I love working on this podcast. It's a fun hobby for me. I really should be able to keep up with it. It's literally once a week. It's not that hard. So I should be able to keep up with it. I am going to think about what my next episode will be. I'm excited about that. I think I'm going to make the next one like a fun, light topic. Something just fun and relaxing to talk about. Nothing that requires too much thought. I think that would be good for the next episode. But I hope you are doing very well. I hope you have had a wonderful day, a wonderful week. I hope you are excited for the holidays. I know I am. I love this time of year, the decorations, the food, the candy, ah, the chocolates, all of it. I am so excited. So I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time. Bye.